Merry Flixmas to us. Welcome to the season finale of Christmas and Chill. I'm Algus. I'm Katrina. And today, what movie are we going to review? This is one that I've been so excited about since I heard about it. Probably last January they announced that this would be happening, and that's A Christmas Prince, The Royal Baby. So, uh, the last in the trilogy of these movies, let's see if it'll be a quadrilogy. We think it's the last in the trilogy, but it could be more, you know? Um, There could be prequels. It could be prequels. <laughs> so, you know, why did we choose this movie? <laughs> well, we chose this movie because we've already covered the other two Christmas Prince films, and I'm so excited that they are following the footsteps of Royal Mania mm-hmm. and straight into Royal Baby territory. Because when they made this announcement, Meghan Markle was pregnant with, you know, Prince Harry's baby. Right. And so, so, do you think they're still riding the Royal Baby craze? Oh, probably, yeah. Okay. That, I mean, people go nuts for that stuff. All right. I did. Well, yeah, and that's why we chose to. Once it was announced, I think we had already determined that this was going to be the season finale. Yeah. Got to end on that note. Yeah. Whether or not it's high or low, to be determined. Right. But that's the note we want to end on. And it's kind of bookending. So season one started with the original Christmas Prince. Season two ends with Christmas Prince Royal Baby. Yeah. So Netflix got to make another one so we can have another season. To bookend. I know. Well, you, they could do, like, Christmas Prince murder mystery. They could do <laughs> Christmas Prince, uh, I don't know, like, garden terror. I don't know. I'm, I don't know why mine are all so dark. <laughs> I don't know. Let's go ahead and get the synopsis going. Okay. Queen Amber and Prince Richard are married and set to have their first child in January 2020. Aldovia and its sister country, Panglia, are set to renew their 600-year-old truce. Panglian officials fly in to take part in the signing, but gasp! The scrolls are missing! If the treaty goes unsigned, the offending country's firstborn will be cursed! Mystery and intrigue ensue, with everybody's favorite characters playing a part. The scrolls are located and signed just in time for the baby to be born on Christmas Day. The end. Or is it? We don't know. Yeah. So, we have a segment this time that we like to call... Majestic Maternity Myths. So this is going to be a game that we're playing, very similar to the previous episode, where Katrina is going to throw things one way or the other, and it's my uh, my role to guess things. Uh So uh, one thing that we noticed during this movie was there were some maternity things happening. Some pregnancy issues that... Some pregnancy tropes, I would say, that tropes. commonly show up in movies. Yeah, and so Katrina wants to test my knowledge of maternity and throw these at me, and I have to figure out whether or not these are actual pregnancy things or whether they're made-up things because uh, Katrina has had two children. And again, yep. this is just her experience. So um, it's really a test of my <laughs> my Your ability to keep the pulse of <laughs> Katrina's pregnancy experience. How much did you listen? How much did I listen? Here's the test. How good of a partner have I been? So okay. let's, let's go. Swollen ankles. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a real thing. That's a real thing that happens to people. Being able to tell the sex of the baby by using a ring on a string suspended over the mother's belly. Uh, so that's probably just as accurate as flipping a coin. 
I would say that's correct. So uh, yes, that that is a myth. I mean, fifty percent accuracy. Sometimes it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, you got a fifty-fifty shot. Yeah, as they say, and is true. Okay, do mothers grow more hair while they are pregnant? Uh, I would say probably the opposite. It's, no, no, it's <laughs> after after the child comes out. So does the hair. Yes. So during pregnancy, that's when everything thickens up. But it's actually not true. So instead of growing more hair during pregnancy, you actually just stop losing your hair as quickly because hormones hold that stuff in the follicles. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. That's what you find out when you lose half your hair after you have a baby. Um, Having to pee a lot. Uh, Define a lot. (laughs) Constantly. (laughs) Yes. Making a lot of visits to the pot. Yes. Okay. That is true. Yes. Um, let's see, carrying high or low to predict the gender of the baby, the sex of the baby. Uh, I just want to say that a lot of people approach strangers with this. Mm, Yeah. And even people who used to be moms do this. Yeah. I don't understand why. It seems invasive. Yeah. And also it's false. It is false. You're, you are correct. You are on top of your game. It all depends on the shape of a woman's body, how long her torso is, how tight her abdominal muscles are, and that that determines where you carry. Okay, um, morning sickness is only in the morning. Um, ooh, well, maybe maybe it's more severe in the morning, or uh, yes, but it still happens. It can happen it, at it can any time. Attack at any time, especially if you nap in the afternoon. And then you have a little morning in the afternoon. No, that's not what happens. <laughs> it can just strike at any time. So, you know, as I found out when recording season one of this podcast, morning sickness can occur while you're recording a podcast at night. And it is tragic. Okay, castor oil induces labor. Uh, so, fortunately, I found out <laughs> that that is not true after you never took the castor oil. I took the I tiniest bit. I made you purchase it and then I wigged out. So all it does is make you sick, right? It, it can just make you pretty poopsky, yeah. Yeah, but it's not going to actually induce labor. Correct, yeah. Uh, morning sickness means it's a girl. I'm just going to go ahead and any predictor of gender aside from the scans are, false. Just, are false. That's correct. Don't pitch your cat during pregnancy. Uh... I mean, I can see why not. Cats uh, use the litter box, which has a lot of bacteria. Mm-hmm. So I think that can cause harm, especially since your immune system is compromised during pregnancy. Not, not terribly, but anyway, uh, you can still pet your cat during pregnancy. Just don't change their litter box. And finally, women sometimes get a swollen face during pregnancy. Or yes. a spreading nose. Uh, yeah, your body goes through a lot of changes, and I think... Uh, it's true. Yeah. There and we go. it's all beautiful no matter how it comes out, right? Right. Okay. Way to go, Algus. You aced the test. <laughs> or there was, like, one you got wrong. The growing more hair thing. But... Yeah. I think... It was potato-potato. I think I was in the right zip code. Yeah. I think you were. Okay, great. Good job. Moving on. Okay. Let's... It's right into this movie. On our sleigh. On our sledge. Did they say sledge? <laughs> no. Well, there's a sleigh in every single one of these movies, and 
This one is no exception. Movie opens, Aldovia Castle. I said the music sounded like Star Trek Next Generation's theme. <laughs> Which, I mean, it just proves that there's nothing new in the world. Like, you can try and write fake versions of something, and it's still not gonna, gonna sound like something else. Did the other movies open with, like, a narration of her typing at her laptop? Uh, oh, like Sex in the City style. Um, I don't recall. I know that she did the blogging, but she didn't. She wasn't blogging in the first movie yet, right? She started blogging when she went to Aldovia. She was a writer. She was a writer. Yeah, copy editor or something. Well, anyway, she'd still be blogging. She's at her desk writing and narrating. Uh-huh. I don't know what she was writing about. But I guess she was just setting oh, up. Oh, she was like, like talking about everything that's happened in the last year. And now we I've look forward to so her baby. Busy. I've just been so busy, you guys. And um, they do a nice CGI green screen shot of them on their magical honeymoon. She right. called a magical honeymoon. And she's been giving women their rights in Aldovia, modernizing the country, mm-hmm. co-ruling with her husband. I think that was a way for her to usurp power. Like, that's a power play. She's like, I'm going to rewrite the Constitution for me. Not just for her, but for future generations. That's true. Which foreshadows that maybe future generations will be, fe- be the future is female. I mean, 50-50 chance. Yeah. We couldn't tell if she was carrying high or low because her belly was small. It was small. I mean, I don't want to judge, but... Yeah, some people maybe carry I'm... low or uh, not low as an elevation. Like if you lay on your back, doesn't doesn't make <laughs> okay, a big that's mountain. not a thing. But uh, <laughs> it was one of those like I didn't know I was pregnant things. Yeah, I thought she was like six months pregnant, just looking at her at the beginning, and then she turned out to be like nine months pregnant. And I was like, wow, yeah, I must have really close. January January eleventh due date. Yeah, I must have really carried heavy or something. But she was either looking very good or just carry small. Yeah, mm-hmm. the press of Aldovia was obsessed with the baby name and the gender. Uh-huh. Like, they were playing that game of... Oh, yeah, they're like, do you know what you're having? No. We give they us the name. They were those questions. Yeah, they were. But they kept on asking. And they weren't even asking about foreign policy or any of the other things that they've been working hard on. But doesn't the prime minister work on all that stuff? Do they have a prime minister? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> I happened to review our first episode <laughs> today. And we did uh, talk about the prime minister because that was the one who declared him king at the end of oh, it all. Right. It's okay. a constitutional monarchy. Hmm. But it seems like the monarchy is more involved than. Yeah. Yeah. More, more on the monarchy like, than on the constitution. And Richard had that side. whole like Jobs America program, not America, but like Jobs Aldovia to yeah. take a rip off another Netflix empire. Let's see. I have uh, Melissa is a friend who. Yeah, she is from. She says, surprise, I'm here. And also, surprise, I'm with Simon. Which. Before we do that, I have that Emily gave uh, Amber a very awkward compliment. Like, I hope when I'm pregnant, I'm 5% as beautiful as you. It was just like, <laughs> all right, laying it on thick. Why, though? Meh. Okay, well, I thought royalty. that was a good thing. Yeah. Royalty to royalty talks. Royalty's got some weird quirks, and we can discuss that as we go along. There's yeah. Some, yeah. There's some weirdnesses. I- well, because they, they went to boarding school and they don't know. They haven't been to public school like Amber. Yeah. I mean, and they've had hundreds of years of inbreeding, so. <laughs> Poor Richard. Well, Richard was adopted, remember? Right. But the, the tradition of royalty is to inbreed. True. So anyway, Melissa and Simon are still an item, which I don't know why everybody was so surprised that they were still together because they kind of got together a year earlier around the time of the wedding. I completely forgot. Yeah, they were like out he rescued them from her hen party or something. Yeah, Melissa and Simon are still an item. And yeah. I was not surprised because I thought like they laid it out very adequately. But here they kind of 
were all shocked and like, oh, what are you doing with him? Maybe they thought it would blow over. Maybe. Just a fleeting thought. Oh, yeah, because Melissa went back to America, right? So that's Mm -hmm. why it was kind of surprising. And also, maybe this is later, but she says, like, you don't know Simon like I do. And she's like, but you don't know Simon like I do. So they, like, went back and forth like that. But the thing is, like, they all met Simon at about the same time. Well, if she had still been talking to him all year long, then she would know him differently. Yeah. Anyway. uh, In a different capacity. So King and Queen, they're uh, reading on the couch. Yeah, I have that her bump size is rapidly changing from scene to scene. I don't know if they're like, was she actually pregnant for the filming of this? I don't think so. Maybe they just, the costumes department kept switching the pillows that went underneath. Don't don't look at details in these movies. You'll you'll (sighs) only disappoint yourself. Uh, Anyway, like Richard But one detail that I did notice, which I really appreciated, was he took out the crib manual Uh and it was definitely like dictionary thick yeah so it was funny i think that kind of sets the tone of how they're gonna approach this film it's just gonna be whimsical i I didn't think it was whimsical so much as like pregnancy tropes like oh the crib's so hard to put together yeah it's it's all about tropes because they're Things that are tropey but not really realistic. Like, why is he putting together his crib and not having, like, the royal servants do it? Well, I feel like, and I'll talk about this a little more later, I felt like the staff seems very small, or at least they only feature a very small percentage of people because who work there. Because they're busy paying off their debt to Panglia. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so they, Yeah, one billion, right? Yeah. That's uh, a lot of money. They're on Skype with the dad. Oh, before that, yeah. he starts playing classical music to her belly. She's like, it doesn't have to be classical. Oh, uh, to make babies smarter? Yeah. He's just like a wet blanket. I feel like he has no personality, really. Uh, he's just generic dad. Is he generic dad? Or before this, he was just like generic, attractive dude. But now he's like generic, attentive dad. Yeah, he is attentive. He's, he's involved. Attentive. These movies try to create shells of people so you can fill in the details and apply them to your own fantasies in your life. Yeah. Like, he's attentive, then you fill in the details of other things. Of, like, what you actually talk about when you sit together at night. Right. And then it makes him double romantic. Mm. That is romantic. I like that. But anyway, here comes Pop on FaceTime. Yep. Uh, He doesn't know the country name still. Silly guy. So silly. What a guy, that Pop. This is Amber's dad, of course, we're talking yeah, and, about. And uh, by the way, it's, it's the same dad as in the second movie, not yeah, the first They didn't one. switch back to the first dad, and they also didn't pick a third dad. Yeah, but he did have a limited role in this movie. Yeah, I wonder if he was working on another project or something. Or Maybe. if they were like, we just don't want to pay you that much. I don't know. Or um, did the fans not like him as much last time? I didn't like him as much. Yeah. I liked the first dad better. The first dad was more like genuine, and this guy's more like, I'm a cartoon. Yeah. A lot of things are very cartoony in this movie. Yeah. Uh, like her eating donuts. Outside. Outside. Just like she has a dozen donuts eating them. Which I don't, in my experience with pregnancy, it was hard to eat a lot at once because you don't, your stomach gets smushed. And you what were some of your it. food cravings that you had? Oh my gosh. I don't. I don't know that I had anything specifically the second time. I don't know. I'd really have to think about it. Kind of varied. The first time I worked next to a potato chip vendor at a farmer's market and I ate a lot of potato chips. Ugh. And they were good. Shout out to Hen of the Woods. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then they're in a sleigh ride talking about, I want my baby to have a normal life. Yeah, Amber wants the baby to have a normal life. Well, they life. both want to have a normal life. But, but what's normal? Yeah, what's normal? Is it royalty going it... to boarding school or is it growing up in New York and riding the subway? Well, good thing there's no subway in Aldovia, so they don't even have to fight about that. Nope. 
So, end of discussion. Yeah. So then we learn about there's a centennial treaty. With Panglia. Panglia. So, the name Panglia, I feel <laughs> they just kind of threw some vowels together. Like I think they were like, this is messed up, but uh, hear me out. I think they were like, pandas are from Asia. These people are from Asia. It's Panglia. <laughs> it felt like medium racist. I don't know why. It just didn't like sit right. Yeah. Well, because Eldovia seems like a very well thought out name. Yeah. Panglia is just like. <laughs> it's like Angland. Anglia. Panglia. Banana nana for Panglia. <laughs> Panglia. <laughs> so in 1419, the treaty was signed on Christmas. Yep. Uh, I think Eldovia tends to do things around Christmas. It's a good time for them. Yeah. Uh, but every hundred years, they renew this treaty. The treaty celebrates uh, the peace of the two countries. Yep. From some epic battle. So while Aldovia is going through changes, thanks to the queen. The change. Panglia is still kind of traditional. They are. Yeah, they're still um, set on having just a king. They're very formal. Mm-hmm. And you notice this when the Panglians arrive, they get out of the car, and they don't look happy. They, they're mm-hmm. like very serious, kind of scary. Like, are they going to start a war again? I know. You wonder what the tone is set not very warmly. Yeah. And then Amber, such a goof, so informal. She's instructed beforehand to let the king speak first, but she just gets up there. Everybody's silent for too long, and she just blurts out like, hi, I'm Amber. <laughs> but she's so informal. It's so fun. But then the king kind of regains control of the conversation. Uh-huh. Uh, and then Simon recognizes the attache, Ming. Was that her name? Yes. As in Dynasty. No, didn't she have a totally different name? Ling? Ling? (laughs) I'll find it later in my notes. Anyway, to be determined, person's name. I wrote down Ming. Okay, it's Ming. Uh, (laughs) I'm scared that it's not Ming. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Uh, But it seems like there's a little bit of chemistry there. Yeah. He's definitely, yeah, just way excited to see this old pal of his. Right. Uh, The king finally smiles. Yeah. I think. Wait, the king of Panglia? Yeah. Huh. Is this where he starts smiling? I don't know. His colors come out pretty soon. Well, yeah, because he's a she's like the ice queen. Yeah, yeah. The queen of Panglia is kind of the traditionalist. It takes her longer to thaw out. Yeah, it's Ling, by the way. Oh, it's, I just have, I have it written as Lin. Oh, I just have bad handwriting. Anyway, L to M. I have really bad handwriting. They're decorating the Christmas tree, of course, and then we see the nut. Did we see the acorn again? I, I thought, thought we just saw a lot of ornaments that looked acorn-like, but we're uh, not the I have acorn. it says the nut. It's got an exclamation mark. I think you were looking, hoping for the nut. Maybe the nut was there. Maybe I imagined it, but either way, it was a refreshing moment. <laughs> it was nice to see some good uh, ornaments, which could have been uh, enjoyed with some skinny piggy kombucha. It very well could have. Yeah. And I bet that's what a lot of the people were drinking um, during that party. Yep. And during the party, we find out that... Well, I've got that Princess Emily and her boyfriend, her little boy toy, are still together. Yeah, they are. And she says something about, like, she's very forward and is like, there's lots of mistletoe around here. And he does an audible, like, no, like, oh, no, I'm so nervous. Uh, Which, if they've been together for a year, I don't know how fast preteen relationships move, though. That's a large percentage of your life, though. Yeah. A year is. Uh-huh. Let's see. And then we find out Andrew and Sahil are in a design business. Yeah. And are they an item as well? I don't think. It, they Hard don't, to say. They don't present them as, they present them as business partners. They don't sleep in the same room. That's true. Yeah. So they're just profesh. And then, oh, the OMG Amber is so pregnant moment when she laughs or yells or something. 
when Richard's in the other room and he's like, what's wrong, my lady? She's like, I can't even get my own slippers on. Uh, and he does it for her. My note on that is that it sounds like she gets labor pains. Yeah. When she can't reach her slippers. So that was just kind of unusual. Uh, and they're testing out the baby monitor. Yeah. So walking around, like, again, like, why aren't the servants responsible, responsible for this? For Maybe them? they wanted to parent their own way and they wanted to but be But if they as have a country to run. It seems they're all on, like, pre-maternity, paternity leave, parental leave. All right, country's just going to go on cruise control. I mean, are they really doing anything? Again, there is a prime minister. They seem pretty busy, so... Well, royal engagements. Also, I was surprised that they were still taking engagements this close to when the baby was due, because in my experience following the British royals, they usually call it quits, like, two or three months in advance. Hmm, pretty good policy. I Uh, mean, yeah, really? Like, if I could have stopped working three months before... Well, anyway, so then we go to a scene where there's a shadowy figure... (gasps) Thief! Thief! Entering the treaty room... (gasps) Gasp! And then the following day, we find out there's a blizzard yeah. that shuts down the entire country. Which seems like a pretty um, blizzard-prone country, does it not? Yeah. Or maybe just there are fewer workers around Christmas, because oh, Aldovia yeah. really celebrates heavily. They do. So no one's clearing the roads. Because we never really see the blizzard. No. Nobody can travel because of the blizzard. Yep. Uh, and then... Uh, we find out that no women are going to be signing the treaty. So something Amber really wanted to do was to have both queens sign the treaty. Yeah. Uh, so then we go to the treaty ceremony, and they're like, okay, no women are going to sign it, but then they open up the box where the treaty was supposed to be. Treaty is gone. So here's the thing. Earlier in the scenes, you notice that there's this whole routine with how they reseal the treaty, and you notice that the guy that like has to put the wax stamp on there to say it's been resealed puts the wax stamp on. He was my first suspect as far as who took the treaty, because he's the guy who could put a fake stamp on it. Huh. And yet, we have to go through this whole shenanigans where it's like, goodness me, who could possibly have done it? Where did the treaty go? And if we don't sort this out, we will all end up in the dungeon. The dungeon comes up again. I think this, yeah. this series really loves to play up the dungeon. They do love to play up the dungeon. And, from the beginning, they have. But they haven't shown it until, until later. Yeah, they will. But also, I noticed it was a pretty poor showing for the treaty signing. This was my first, like, God, well, how many people blizzard. work there? Oh. Well, but also, yeah, there should have been, like, employees in the press. castle. There was no press. For a momentous event as such, like, once every hundred years event, there's no press. Found it hard to believe especially when Amber is such a press junkie. And then I liked how they showed every individual's reaction to the missing scrolls. <laughs> Everybody got their time to shine. There was no shortage of, no character could say, I only got one line this time. Like, they all got whatever. You will hear our son eating in the background here. He's been a sleepy bear all afternoon. It's just like a bear grumbling. And then they do a quick report of, like, no one's left the castle, so therefore the treaty is still in the castle. Fair, unless you threw it out the window. Amateur. Well, I guess still on the castle grounds. Yeah. Like, it would not have escaped with a hu- with a person because yeah. no one left the castle. Then To kill some time. To kill some time. Uh, they played this top of the tree game. Yeah. Here's where I think royalty is kind of weird and maybe self-important. Like, the game is you guess some kind of trivia about Christmas and Aldovia. And if you get that question right, you get to put an ornament on the tree. But there's also a dice involved. Uh, Dyson? A, a die involved. <laughs> 
a or dice. They throw dice. They throw some dice. But I think like why would you create a game with trivia about like yourself? Or is it whoever you're with that you ask the questions? I don't know. It seemed like an odd game. Uh, the the king, he's like oh from Panglia. He's like oh I haven't played this in ages. I'm gonna play it. And the queen is like oh let's not play children's games. She seems to be very above it. Yeah, very she's above it. it. Uh, so Queen Amber, she's schooling the king on investigative journalism 101. Yeah, you got the mean motive. And what else? I forget what it was, but it, oh, the treaty didn't walk away on its own. I feel like maybe the writers of this movie regret not being investigative journalists themselves. Yeah. And they're kind of like living out of fantasy through Amber. That's possible. Oh, and uh, so earlier I kind of uh, talked about how Simon and Melissa, Melissa, how they were arguing with Amber. Now is actually the time where like Amber says, like, I know him better. I thought it was earlier i guess it's here because oh. i have a quote simon and i are in love uh, and she's seems... like i don't want you to get hurt then we find out that the treaty if it's not removed but renewed by christmas eve at midnight the two countries will be at war officially. yeah so the penguins are left to their own devices during this time because they don't want to play the kids game whatever whatever uh we also... so you kind of wonder like did they have a part in this whole thing did they want to start a war it could be anyone in the castle it's one of those murder mystery things yeah like it could have been colonel mustard in the library could have been. With a candlestick. So we also find out that uh, if they don't sign the treaty, there's a curse on the baby. Yeah, it says you have like a cursed child situation here where my next note does not add to that at all. Well, anyway, they have a cursed baby if they... A witch? Not a witch. What do they call it? A sorcerer. Or like, sorcery hasn't happened in this kingdom for 400 years or whatever. And it's like, how do you know? Yeah. You don't know what goes on behind private doors. Yeah. Closed doors. I did have another here that the queen mother is still popping like she looks so good yeah she's happy yeah she's happy she's got her her man buddy which i can't believe he hasn't had like a job promotion mr z since becoming her lover maybe she's like let's just keep it yeah keep it cash yeah why does he need to be promoted when he can just well he could be like the king father you know yeah. He could uh, be like stepdad. But uh, speaking of the king, so yeah. the king is trying to tell Amber, do not uh, help me out because you're pregnant. You can't move. Uh, but she's like, I'm still a journalist and this investigation needs your help. Yeah. She's like, I'm still expecting and a queen, but I'm also still a journalist. And she's still a snoop. She's always snooping. She is. She's always creeping into rooms, looking through people's stuff. That's yeah. how she got into this predicament. That's why she's the queen of Aldovia. This could be a whole subplot about not subplot but just like a common theme there could be a whole you know discussion about how amber snooping has totally changed her position in life and yet she continues to do it like she always wants more she's greedy uh and then we have a call with dad who's in the airport yeah he's in new york he's still over there and she gave up New York bagels and slices for meat jelly, which I would like to bring up for August. Very sad. The war on meat jelly continues. Yeah, like, people really don't appreciate meat jelly. I know. It's good. We went to a bar in Cleveland where they had meat jelly behind the counter, and that yeah. was really just a big day. Yes, it was an Aldovian bar. It was an Aldovian bar where they happen to have lots of meat jelly on, on retainer. Then at night, Amber has a nightmare about the curse. That's right. And their bed seems super small. Did you think it looked like a full? Maybe. I mean, it's probably an old bed. Royalty doesn't deserve a queen. Why do you think it's called a queen or a king bed? That's a good good point. They're not like, it's a full, you're the full of England. Aldovians are traditionally small. You're the full of small. Aldovia. 
<laughs> yeah, Richard just happens to be big because he's adopted. Now it all makes sense. When they're saying, like, the mom's spirit is in her baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so, so your mom is here with you and your baby. Yeah. Uh, who, who said that? Was it the doctor? Maybe. Because I also have... I have some, some doctor stuff here. Yeah, because I have, like, uh, essentially, we have a scene that's, like, a hypnobirthing PSA. Yeah, which I was very surprised to see that as a person who quote followed hypnobirthing but pretty much threw it out the window and when when crunch time came well we took we took the class we took the class and i think we took the spirit of it yeah like but the specifics as far as like you're not allowed to i'm not allowed to speak to the doctor you speak for me while i'm in labor like why would i do that stupid that's taking my power away yeah like i think if you were orthodox with hypnobirthing it can be a bad experience but i think there's unless that's what you really want the the essence of it is fine it's like don't be afraid of the experience like don't turn it into a negative experience right because the more negative of an experience you can you make it the harder it's going to be Right. I guess with anything. Like, if you go into anything with a negative attitude, it's going to be bad. There's a lot of culture of negativity around birth and how terrible it's going to be. So you just got to fight it. Wow, are you on a soapbox right now? I mean, I'm the one who's always trying to be chill about this and, like, not tell people that's what I did. Well, I... And c- here I am broadcasting it to the world. Well, here it is, like... I mean, the movie had a hypnobirthing PSA, so... It's true, and we uh, had personal experience in the, in the department. Yeah, do whatever makes you comfortable, but... Yeah, that's uh, what you should do. But, whatever makes you happy. Yeah, there's... It's your day. Look, look into the essence of it. Don't... Oh my gosh, don't you're, be, you're don't endorsing it. <laughs> but I wondered if they did it as kind of a joke, because I do feel like it gets slammed out in the world Maybe. for like, being for wacko. So it's like, oh, Amber's one of those crazy people. Oh yeah, because then the doctor does lead a meditation... Yeah, which, fine. Do you do you. Yeah. Why does everybody got to hate on other people's choices? That's my my whole thing. When you become a parent, it's your job to judge the way mm. other people choose. Because it's so difficult to make parenting decisions, there's so much weight against it. You have to validate everything you do. And yeah. the, the way you validate it is by tearing other people's decisions down. I, I don't feel the need to do that. I'm like, you do you. I feel like it's Especially very, when it comes to birth, it's like, it's your body, man. The environment is very tempting to go into that territory. Yeah, I guess. My next note is, we can probably have to cut this out of the podcast, but just in case it rings a bell for you, I have Prince Richard pops a bone? Question mark? Exclamation point. Oh, right, point. at the end of the hypnobirthing, the meditation. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, there's like an implication that he popped a bone. Yeah, it, I think it was <laughs> kind of put in there on purpose as like comic relief. Which was highly unexpected from a, you know, semi-fun spirited but not like naughty movie. Let's see. Then the penguins get a baby shower invite. They do. Because they can't get out of the country, so yeah. they're like, you may as well come to our party. Well, you didn't leave after the signing, so here you are. Here's an invitation. Well, because they have until midnight on Christmas Eve and the shower was happening. Yeah. They were supposed to sign it on like the twenty second. Yeah. But it just didn't pan out because we have a thief in the in the building. So during the baby shower, there are pictures, baby pictures of, I think they're actual baby pictures of all the actors. I think they were because they looked so close to all of them. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. That was fun. A fun baby shower game that they brought to life in the movie. Yep. Nice to see the actors having fun. Uh, and we start to see a different side of Queen Ming. Like she seems to be really into kids and really into baby having. And yeah. she's very pumped up by this baby shower, which is nice. Yep. Some people warm up in certain conditions and for her it's childbirth yeah which we'll we'll find out way childbirth more about is that a later positive trigger for her oh the queen's name is ming the girl's name is lynn not girl but the 
business assistant is Lynn. Oh my god. I'm yeah, I'm bad with names, so So forgive August, I guess. I like how they had in the baby shower gifts, they had an iHeart New York shirt, but it wasn't the official one, probably because they didn't have the rights to it. Because I think that's a very well protected brand. Maybe. Then they announced that a dog is gonna arrive tomorrow morning to find the treaty. Police dog. It's like, why didn't they get the police dog there immediately? Like, why do they need to summon it? And, I don't know. I, I feel like they waited a long time. Yeah, I, well, if this investigation is this important, like, the future of both countries, like, they're going to be in a war state if they don't <laughs> sign this by midnight. You would think, but maybe the police dog was on Christmas vacation, too. It looks like they pulled that guy in out of the countryside. So then the uh, we find out that the treaty actually disappeared in Aldovia 200 years ago. Oh. So I feel like Aldovians are just not very... Not very attentive to uh, where they keep things. Uh, the two kings, they go and build the crib. They're talking about dadhood. Yeah. Ta- and he says, like, when a scuffed knee seems more important than any issue in the kingdom. I'm like, you don't take your job very seriously. That he does, he doesn't, him. actually. He admitted that, yeah, he uh, that his wife, the queen, is the one who does all the work. Yeah. He just takes all the credit. Ugh, classic. Again, they put together the crib, which I guess they could have had the royal crib builders, the royal engineers yeah. come in and build a crib. And they built it all wrong. They did build it all wrong. Oh. Of course, like, oh, isn't this supposed to be facing outside? Oh, it should be okay. Then it, like, explodes. Yeah. And the thing is, he had been reading the manual at night for months. Mm-hmm. Again, is it that complicated to build when it's probably a kit of sorts? And it was like a royal crib. So were they... Did they write a whole book on how to put together one very specific type of crib that looked like it was made of pegboard? Yeah, the the crib looks awful. <laughs> Again, the props department gets a D because like they cannot <laughs> get it together. I feel like uh, they did better this movie than the other ones. Well, I think the budget's probably increased with all this popularity it gains. Maybe. Uh, so then we see that uh, Simon takes Ling to a private room and he throws out a piece of paper. Yeah. This whole, like, meet me upstairs thing. And it's like, of course that looks suspicious. And uh, what's her name finds the... Melissa Melissa. finds a piece of paper. She says that uh, one billion euros are due to Panglia. Yeah. But here's the thing. I can see pretty clearly, and I think the viewer does in general, that he is holding an engagement ring and that he was, for whatever reason, showing it to Lynn. Because even though they haven't talked in 15 years, apparently they're still the best of friends or something. So everyone's waiting outside, and then everyone else says, okay, the dog's going to go sniff. The castle, so everybody needs to go to the Christmas market. Yes. Christmas Village. Check. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. We've got one in every single movie. Right. And at this Christmas Village, uh, there's ice skating. And when you're pregnant, you shouldn't ice skate because you can fall and hurt the baby. So they do chair ice skating. Yeah. Where the king pushes the queen. And Emily's boyfriend pushes Emily. Something I noticed that the security detail of royalty is minimal. It's all snipers. You just couldn't see them. <laughs> it's 100% snipers. And then Emily, she also does chair ice skating. Yes. And she says, I feel like a ballerina. Yep. And then when she twirls in a circle with her boy toy, uh-huh. they kiss. Oh, yeah, they did, didn't which they? Which is a nice refreshing moment. It was very yeah. refreshing. A winter, she could have... A winter's kiss. She would, Yeah, could have had her winter's kiss. As delicious as a sun-kissed lavender. <laughs> On a hot summer day. (laughs) Now we find out that the dog failed. Did not find anything. But I didn't catch this, but I guess the one guy didn't let the dog go down into the dungeon. Yeah. He was like, oh, you're not going to find anything down there. Nobody goes down there. (sighs) Which is the biggest giveaway. Well, I didn't notice him say that. I didn't either. They brought it up later. Yeah. But... Uh 
that would have happened at this time. Uh, then Emily... Simon fell on the ice, and I have, he cracks his goddamn sacrum. <laughs> it looked bad. Yeah. Like, even as a stunt, it looked like it hurt really bad. Then uh, Emily starts... Or uh, Amber starts going into labor. No, not yet. Not she yet? Has a, she's in the archery competition. Oh, right. At the, at the Christmas village. <laughs> yeah, because... Oh, so the Queen Ming is like, Oh, archery, my favorite. Please, someone... <laughs> Meet me in archery. And it's like, why not Emily? She's the one who's good at it and, like, isn't going to hurt herself doing it. But they're like, Amber's like, no, I'm the one. Because they volunteered her because she broke a bunch of stuff with archery last time. Right. Not a good reason to pick somebody. You should have uh, picked Emily, who's actually a straight shot. But the thing is, she does hit the bullseye. She does. Because something distracts her. She wouldn't have gotten it right. If... But then right after she hits the bullseye, then she starts going into labor. Yeah, but there's a quick Everybody Hates Simon review, because they're all like, oh, it's got to be Simon that's up to this crap. Ah, it's got to be Simon. Because he's the one who threw, threw the like million-dollar receipt in the trash. So she goes into labor. Um, well, no, it's like, the treaty was stolen before. Ah, labor! <laughs> because that's how labor happens. Around. There are way too many people in that room. All right, so she's going into labor in the living room and everyone's still hanging out in the living room while she's going into labor yeah and they're like it's three weeks early which isn't technically like that bad but yeah for especially one of the things of hypnobirthing is like minimizing distractions and like keeping everything quiet and calm there's 20 people in that room (laughs) that's not calm And then, of course, oh no, the doctor can't make it, which is classic. Well, the doctor crashed because the roads were not cleared. Well, she was thinking she wasn't going to make it, and then she crashed anyway. And the queen's gone. I have that. So then the queen of Panglia, she's like, flight's canceled. I better attend this delivery. Yeah, because I did. I I did volunteer work in a hospital once. Not once, like for a long time. Oh, yeah, I guess for a long time. Uh, And then the king goes and gets on his horse. Like, of course. I'm going to go rescue... The King of Aldovia, of course. King of Aldovia. Yeah. And then he's going through the, the woods, and <laughs> yeah. you hear the wolves. Which we've met before on his horse. And then he looks at them and says, not tonight, and then keeps on going. Yeah. Not tonight, wolf. Not <laughs> not today, Satan. That was kind of cheesy. It was super cheesy. It was dramatic. It was, it was a lot of things. Uh, then Emily and the, the, queen, uh, the queen, queen mother, get locked up abroad. As I said, they got locked yeah, up in the they're basement. Locked in the dun- they're looking for the the scrolls in the basement, and also looking for a ghost and not the basement, something. the dungeon. Sorry, yeah, the dungeon. And something blows the cell door closed when they go into the jail cell, and they get locked in. Get locked in, and uh, because like the wind blows and it closes the door. Well, they think it's the ghost. But... I think it's the ghost. Um, and then we go back to like how how uh, Amber is going into labor and everyone is still hanging out there. I put again, far, far too many people are present <laughs> at this birth. Everyone get out. Um, well, they don't even leave until it's like push time. It's insane. So then we go back to the dungeon where Emily is trying to get some keys. And they find this, like, or she falls backwards, yeah. She's trying to use her crutch to get one of the keys off. Yeah, which are hanging, like, outside. Yeah. And then Emily falls, cracks her head on a big stone. Which looks like the aggro crag from Guts. 
But it's she, like that kind of material. Emily is like unfazed. Like she cracks a big stone you know, with her body. She's tough as nails. What can you say? Yeah. So then they deter- they find the scrolls. She finds a way to get out. They use the girls to get out. Yeah, the queen's like, oh, I got this pin in my hair. And like in two seconds, she picks the lock and unlocks it. <laughs> she wasn't thinking fast. She was in panic mode. And then she was like, oh, yeah, my hair. So they go up. And they're starting to solve the mystery, right? So Well, Miss- Amber solves it while she's going into labor. <laughs> going into, she's like nine centimeters at this point. And she like presents all the evidence, kinda like a Sherlock Holmes yeah. story. Where everyone's she, like, standing opens around. opens a book with a chart in it. And, <laughs> and then we find out Mr. Little did it to avenge some kind of engagement. They said revenge, which was really stupid. <laughs> you need to revenge this old action. Maybe that's how they say it in Aldovian. Maybe, you know. It's Aldovian, it's Aldovian English. Yep. Uh, uh, so then, like, what about the $1 million portion? Or it just didn't matter. Uh, no, so because Simon and Ling, Lin. Lin were planning on how they could, like, pay off that debt easier. I don't know. Yeah. They had some kind of financial financial scheme going. Uh-huh. Oh, they decided that the queens are actually going to sign yeah. the treaty. They're like, you know what? Let's go for it. F it. And as they're signing it, they're, run- they're using, like, a marker that's running out of ink. <laughs> I wrote, piece of bleep pen. <laughs> Because that's what it is. He, like, doesn't... It's running out of ink. They couldn't use a proper thing. I don't know. I don't know. They weren't prepared to sign it. So maybe... They had 100 years to figure it out. I don't know. But then... uh, Who waited till the 11th hour? After they sign it, they give birth to a beautiful daughter. Yeah. And they just, like, fade on her being like, she's about to push. And then they, like, fade out. And when they come back in, she's just, like, a little sweaty. Yeah. But looks fine otherwise, which I found ridiculous. And Well, at least they did the sweat thing, because not all movies do yeah, that. Yeah, they're just like, oh, and there she is, and there's the baby. So they're handing her the baby for the first time, and what you assume, whatever. Why isn't she getting stitched up? <laughs> like, what's going on? Because she did hypnobirthing. Oh, and you don't tear when you do <laughs> hypnobirthing? Is that the deal? We talk We talk real talk here on this podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It, it doesn't look... I she know. looks... Relatively unfazed for having just delivered a baby. Maybe she's very elastic. I need to give me some of that. Uh, so then after the daughter is presented, then this guy comes in. This guy! The, the dad. Pop. Yep. And we find out that it is named after the dad's wife. wife A.K.A. Ellery. Mother, which they spelled like, <laughs> I have in my notes, C apostrophe E-L-E-R-Y. So it's like celery. Anyway, the baby is that they hand her is easily four months old. I'm holding a four-month-old baby right now and can tell you that is pretty much the age of that child that they cast. Uh, So Ming... Oh, again, Ming was there the whole time helping. Yeah. She had all these, like, special tricks with a rolling pin or a rock or something. Yeah, she really was in her element with this childbirthing thing. That's what ultimately made her decide that woman should sign the treaty. Yeah. Then we uh, are in, like, the square in Aldovia, and they're announcing to everyone, oh, it's a girl. Everyone's cheering, and it kind of zooms out. It looks like, so they took uh, two moments that people love about the British royals and put them together. One is after a wedding, when they go stand on the balcony and wave down at all the commoners. And two is when, after Royal gives birth at whatever that hospital is in London, they stand out on the steps with the newborn. And Kate did it in some like ridiculously small amount of time, like three hours after birth she was out there. It's shocking. So anyway, they took like 
they made a baby of those two things that people love about British royals. Because they had all the family out there. Like, Simon was out there. Everybody was out there. The whole cast pretty much was standing on the steps with them. And then it zooms out and everyone's cheering. And then it ends with Emily reading her blog. The blog that she is writing about the whole... Amber is reading the (laughs) blog that she has written. About the whole experience. Seemingly the same day. Yeah. Seemingly on December 25th. Well, they really like to bookend the movie. So yeah. they started off with it and then they end. I probably wasn't writing a blog post the day I delivered a baby. At midnight. No. You know what? Things are really different for Amber. And good yeah. for her. Yep. Because she had a royal doctor. That's it. You know? Only some of us can get the finest. Yep. All right. So this movie. Let's review it. Yeah. Trina. I give it 4.8. Christmas trees. All right. I had a really good time. It was a nice ending. What I assume was an ending to the Christmas Prince, the Christmas Prince franchise. Yeah. I felt like you have a lot to say today, don't you? I just, I had a good time. I've enjoyed every Christmas Prince thing. I think it was better than the second movie. Yes. Uh, not as good as the first, though. The, you can't take away the magic of the first, but I... I enjoyed it a lot. It was great. It was cheesy AF. Let's just be honest about that, but... Yes. I enjoyed the cheese. Yeah, I also, high marks, four, four Santa emojis. Okay. So, definitely, I enjoyed the movie a lot. It was not a great movie. It was... No. Uh, they relied a lot on cliches, but all in, in good fun. But Yeah, they always have. That's always been their thing. But like, they really leaned in. Yeah. It, it was kind of campy, I guess, was, yeah. would be what you would say. All right. So, what does this movie teach us about Christmas? Well, I guess if you have a royal doctor, you don't need to get stitched up after you have a baby. <laughs> oh, wait. That's not to do with Christmas. Hang on. Um, if you work hard enough, you can do business on Christmas Eve. Ooh. <laughs> wow. <laughs> working mom. A tribute to working mothers everywhere. Uh Okay, and I learned that uh, you can save your Christmas by looking in the dungeon. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we have a special guest here, Dominic, who's coughing (laughs) his brains out. (laughs) We promise he's fine. He's been in the doctor. He's fine. Um, Yeah, so Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you so much for taking this journey with us again. and We look forward to what lies ahead next year. Oh, man, what what is going to lie ahead? Please look forward to it.